Hi, Travel Besties, and welcome to the Just Book It podcast, the show all about budget-friendly and high-adrenaline experiences that will teach you the always-down mindset and how to get out of your comfort zone. From up-to-date travel tips, news, and recs to wholesome and funny stories and lessons from trips past, I'll help you fall right in love with learning about new cultures and the thrill of jet-setting. Hi, Travel Besties, and welcome to another episode of the Just Book It podcast. Today, we are diving headfirst and talking about how to cancel a flight without losing any money. This is one of those podcasts that maybe listening now doesn't apply completely to your life, but it's going to save you down the line. You are not going to want to miss my five lessons for canceling a flight without losing money. I mean, take it from the traveling queen that keeps getting her trips canceled. (laughs) I'm high-key over it, but I learned a lot along the way. Since we hate gatekeeping, and more importantly, gatekeepers, I am spilling all of the tea. Now, obviously, we don't book trips with the intention of canceling them, but if the pandemic, its other variants, and this current war in Ukraine has taught us anything, it's that nothing is guaranteed. Ultimately, when it's not safe to travel, it's not putting your life at risk, point blank. To preface this, when I first recorded, it was 44 minutes long. I know, crazy. So I decided to split it into two parts. So this is the first set of five lessons, and then the next episode will be the next five lessons. I just don't know if I could even listen to myself for 44 minutes straight, so I could assume the same for you guys. I think making the episodes a little bit shorter are just easier for you guys. So yeah, that's de- that's how I decided to do this. I'm splitting them up into two parts. Okay, ready? Let's go. <laughs> so now airlines, I hate to say it, do not care about your situation. They don't care if your family got sick and you can't make your flight. They don't care if you broke your leg and can't walk and can't make your flight. They unfortunately didn't even sympathize with me for canceling my trip to Finland and Sweden due to World War III, basically. To emphasize how airline workers are emotionally numb, I wanted to go some back aways when I was eight years old. We're going on a slight tangent, but trust me, it's worth it. When I was eight years old, my family and I went to Disney World. We had such a fun trip and yada yada. Now it's time to go back home. Home is Brooklyn, by the way. My family likes to plan pretty much every second of the day. So in the rental car back to the airport, we all slept like children, (laughs) except for my grandma who was driving. We wake up about 30 minutes later, and we are driving, I kid you not, through orange groves. We go, Grandma, are you sure this is the right way to the airport? Reluctant to respond, she dismisses us and says, Oh yes, everything's fine, go back to sleep. Let the record be clear that everything was not fine. (laughs) To say the least, the next 10 minutes were pivotal in our journey back to New York City. Unfortunately, nothing about airport security is easy, and we ended up missing our flight. My grandma made up this whole sob story and the workers looked at her dead in the eye and said, you missed your flight. It's definitely something to laugh at years later that we got stuck in orange groves in Florida and missed our flight. But in the moment, we were so annoyed. (laughs) Now, let's go fast forward nine years. We're now in Hawaii and we're headed back to New York City. And what is Hawaii known for? Pineapples. So we almost missed our flight again for trying to buy all the pineapples at the airport store. Like I'm telling you, we were carrying like each of us were carrying two pineapple like containers and each of those containers contains three of pineapples. So we were just like stacked with pineapples. (laughs) I mean, a flight to Florida 
Sorry, a flight from Florida to New York City is pretty easy to get, but could you imagine if we missed the flight to Hawaii buying all of the pineapples in the airport store? I literally cannot imagine how that would have gone down, and I know for certain that the airline workers would have no sympathy for us. Bottom line, if you haven't had an experience with an airline worker yet, just know that they have no sympathy and they really don't care. Like, it's nothing personal. They just deal with these sob stories every day and they don't buy into them. So we need to make sure that we aren't put in a situation where we have to depend on someone's kindness. At the end of the day, it is a business. So if they let everybody book and cancel as they please, it wouldn't be a good business, right? Each time I called the airline companies, each of my four occasions of canceling trips, they said that they did not have a refund policy and that there was no way to get a refund. So the lesson here is to always have a plan B because flights, no matter how much you pay for them, it's still hard-earned money and it's not worth losing just because of you know a crazy situation going on. So as I mentioned earlier, since I am the travel queen and ironically my trips keep getting canceled, you would think after the first or second time I would learn my lesson. So let this be my formal statement that moving forward, I will not continue to make the same mistakes time and time again. Considering that this has happened, I kid you not, four times in the span of two years, I'm racking up travel credit on airlines and lacking the memories and adventures. So with that said, I'm going to share my experiences and the lessons that I've learned from each of them, and hopefully you can learn from my mistakes. To preface this, each time I've been lucky and have gotten flight credit and a refund in one situation, but it doesn't always work out that way. So I'm going to share my stories with you guys and please take some notes for when you have to deal with this in the future. Cancelled trip number one, study abroad, Spain 2020, aka the emergence of the alpha wave of Miss Rona, aka the OG when it all started. This like cancelling flight chaos. So this was the first flight that I had to cancel, and obviously it wasn't just a cancellation. It was more so I needed to get an earlier flight out of Spain because they were closing borders. To put it in the most dramatic way possible, which is very on brand, I was fleeing the country. (laughs) In 72 hours, I went from leaving Spain on a Tuesday to leaving on Monday afternoon to then leaving on Sunday because they just kept changing the regulations and they were closing borders pretty quickly, so it was really stressful to get out. Um, getting out of Spain was basically a shit show. We had to pack everything in the matter of like one day. Thinking about that time, I honestly just get so upset, always be honest, because I knew I was missing out on a trip of a lifetime and I was planning this for the past five years at the time. But what made this that much worse was that everyone was trying to get out of the country as well. So the airline's websites were actually crashing while people were trying to book flights and some things wouldn't even load. So people were trying to secure flights and then they ended up booking flights earlier, right? Because I said that they kept changing the regulations to close borders. So people were getting earlier flights and not canceling the ones that they had booked before. So in reality, these flights seem like they're ex- like that they're booked completely when in reality they weren't. So thank God my aunt is a travel agent. Like I'm so, so, so lucky. Shout out Aunt Jane and helped me find a flight out of Spain. I cried a lot just because it was such an, a stressful experience and it was totally unprecedented. This was something that no one would have imagined. So there were just a lot of emotions leading up to this and we were just excited to 
be home at some point and like you know to just finally get back and not have to stress about being stuck in Spain and quarantining and who knows when they would open up borders and yada yada so because of that flight I was able to get out and my school was even nice enough to give us a refund so like a flight that was over a thousand dollars they ended up compensating which was super 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 nice of them shout out SUNY New Paltz um since it was such a mess getting out of there, I definitely lost out on money with this one, but given the circumstances, I had to choose my battles and just let it go. The original flight that I had, they had changed the flight first off. It was supposed to be a regular direct flight, but then I was going to land in Texas or something. It was something kind of strange. And then I wanted to use that flight and just change it, but they wouldn't let me change it. And then I had to go with a different airline, so... It ended up not working out, and I was just too stressed out to even bother talking to the airlines, so I definitely lost out on some money there, but again, had to choose my battles and let it go. Cancel trip number two. This was Spain part two. This was the redemption trip. This was the, oh my gosh, I lost two months of Spain. I'm going to spend a month in Spain and make up for lost time. You would have thought, thanks, Miss Delta. So over a year and a half of fleeing the country, yes, the dramatics, we're going to keep up with it. <clears throat> I promised my friends in Spain I would visit them. And, well, it was finally happening. Even though I only spent the two months in Spain, I just felt and still feel so connected to the country, the culture, and the friends that I made there. I mean, it was, for me, a symbol of getting more connected with my Hispanic culture and learning Spanish better. And, I mean... Even throughout quarantine, I spoke with them so much and stayed in contact with them. And again, it helped me learn the language better. It improved my accent. And I even learned their favorite TV shows and songs. <laughs> when I tell you I was so excited, I was literally so excited. I ended up finding a pretty cheap flight, but I waited too long. And that flight was like already booked, so I had to get the next flight up, which was a lot of money, and that hurt inside, and then a week later, the flights went back down, so it's really, like, another reason why I hate the airline industry, and they do us dirty so many times, but anywho, Miss Delta had other plans, and given that my friends didn't have the vaccine yet, and how the rollout was much slower than in the U.S., COVID cases were rising, and it just wasn't going to be the trip that I wanted, so I decided to cancel the trip, so let this be our first lesson based on my experiences. Hopefully, you'll take this as an experience of your own and not do it but lesson number one is to buy airplane tickets directly from the website yes you heard me don't buy from expedia don't buy from like kayak or booking.com or skyscanner i don't even care how cheap the flight is just don't do it unfortunately what happens is is if you buy from a third-party website the airlines can't do anything in regards to flight credit or canceling so you going with the third party makes it a million times harder even if you're stubborn and are like oh i'm gonna call the airlines anyway the airlines cannot help you while you're waiting to speak to somebody they will say if you booked with a third party you have to go through them and when you get on the phone with them they're going to tell you the same thing so you're essentially just waiting over three hours for nothing I personally never booked through Expedia, but with the whole fleeing the country thing that happened in Spain, I actually had friends who booked through a third party. I believe it was Expedia, don't quote me on it. It made their life so much more difficult, and they weren't even able to cancel or get flight credit, I think. They just had to book a new flight. 
So there was this one time actually that I didn't book with the airline and it lucked out. So let's go. <laughs> Canceled trip number three. Yellowstone with my ex. Oh my god. <laughs> so I had planned a trip with my ex to go to Yellowstone for his birthday and <laughs> LOL, we aren't together anymore. So I had booked it through my travel credit card. Shout out Capital One Venture Card. And yeah, that was the first time that I came, that I had booked a flight that wasn't through directly like the Delta website or the American Airlines website, blah, blah, blah. Our flight was through Delta. And luckily the flight had changed the times. I mean, it wasn't something drastic, like they changed it by six hours or something. They changed it by like five minutes. But that is all I needed to cancel it and get a full refund. What happens is, is when the flight itself changes, it's grounds for immediate refund, not even for flight credit. So our flight was i believe like seven i forget honestly it's so long ago and it's like irrelevant in my life but it it changed by like a minuscule amount like five minutes say we were leaving at i don't know 7 a.m it changed to like 705 or something like crazy like that that wasn't even a big deal i mean even if that did change it's like oh not a big deal but i was like this is my way out so all i did was Call the credit card company, shout out again, Capital One Venture Card, and that's all I needed to do, and bam, the refund was issued. At the time, he didn't even pay me for the flight, so when we ended up breaking up, it's as awkward as it sounds. I obviously wanted the money back, and I believe I asked him, and it was like he didn't give it, so it was like kind of weird, but if you needed a sign to leave a horrible relationship regardless of the future, quote-unquote, future that you have planned fuck it, just cancel the flight. Like, it doesn't matter. You're not tied to someone just because you have this trip planned. This is your sign not to be afraid to break up and end a relationship, even when you have a trip planned in the future. Like, bottom line. There was no way I was staying with him just to go to a national park with him, like, not after how he treated me. So, Queens, you deserve better. Even if the trip was planned and everything, there's always a way out to get your money back or even some kind of credit. If you guys have any more questions regarding like this situation, I'd be happy to do another like podcast episode like on the side. But yeah, that was cancel trip number three. And that's the only time that I didn't book directly with the website and was able to get a refund. And again, I just lucked out. So don't do it. (laughs) Don't do what I did. So now that we established the ground rules, I swear if you guys book through a third party, I don't even know what I'm going to tell you guys. I'm just going to start praying for you because the chances of them helping you are slim to none. I mean, my situation was super, super, super rare. So definitely don't risk it. (laughs) The next lesson is unfortunately something that I'm still learning and need to do because I've lucked out way, 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 way too many times. Lesson number two, do not buy basic economy tickets. So what I mean by that is when you go to purchase a flight There's usually the standard one, which is the basic economy, and that's the cheapest one. And then there's like the next tier. So I think JetBlue, it's like the JetBlue, I don't know. I actually forget. But it's like the next level up. Each airline calls it something different. So you end up paying an extra amount, and it's to protect your flight in case you want to cancel it. What happens is is when you book a basic economy ticket, it does not protect you in the case that there's an emergency and you need to cancel. Now, rookie mistake, I didn't buy the next level ticket multiple times. I mean, four times, actually. It's taken me four times to learn my lesson because I literally almost lost everything. 
you're getting the least amount of benefits when you book the basic economy or whatever like the lowest level is called. So, you know, before I would always just focus on securing a free carry-on. Now I know JetBlue, you have to upgrade to the next level to get the free carry-on. So I never ended up going with JetBlue. But yeah, like the basic economy tickets don't allow flight changes. It's virtually impossible. And in case of an emergency, it's really not worth losing your hard-earned money. I mean, getting flight credit is obviously not the same as getting your money back completely, but it's better than not having anything and losing out on everything. So now we're going to go into this scenario. Say you bought basic economy tickets, right? We're going to assume that you booked with the airline because that's like ground rule number one, like never book with a third party. Even if you bought basic economy tickets, you must book with the airline. Like bottom line, there's no exceptions. Say you bought basic economy tickets and you have no way of canceling it. What happens now? So here goes lessons three to five. The first thing that you're going to do is call the airline directly. So I had to call United Airlines with my Spain redemption trip three times. And I waited three hours on each call. And they kept telling me that they were not able to help me. So I refused to accept that answer. Like, sorry, not sorry. I don't go down without a fight. Lesson number three. Opt for the callback option. It saves so much time. I used to think that the callback option just puts you further down the list and waiting on the regular line was better. Alert, alert, alert. Do not do that. Just do the callback option. You don't have to worry about accidentally hanging up or losing battery or not hearing the representative talk. I mean, as boring as the music is, I mean, it's god awful. I always get nervous that I'm going to miss them and like they're going to answer the phone and I'm like, you know, not listening or not paying attention and they'll, they're going to hang up on me and then I have to go through the calling again. Lesson number four, call at the right time. It doesn't make sense to call on a day that you're super busy because most likely you're going to have to hang up and keep redirecting and keep waiting. I mean, I worked from home when I was calling, so it wasn't really a big deal. But let me tell you, even that's not really like doesn't work because right as a meeting was starting, they had called me. It was like the worst timing and it literally hurt inside. It hurt so much. I was like, wow, I waited three hours and I just have to hang up that easily. <laughs> so it's better to just call again and not have to worry and just take it day by day. Like it's going to happen. Like you're going to have to, you know, maybe something happens or the line gets disconnected and you just have to call again. Like that's just how it is. <laughs> so now our last lesson for this episode, lesson number five. Am I actually on the callback list? And how much time do I have left? So if you, those are questions that you've asked yourself before. Or when you're in this situation, you now know how to navigate that. So here's how to check if you're on the callback list and how much time is left. This happened to me way, 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 way too many times. And I finally figured it out. If you're ever in this situation, so say you call them and you opt for the callback option And I don't know, maybe your phone just hangs up quickly or you hang up quickly or you're getting a call from someone else and it disconnects or you lost service. I mean, anything can happen, right? So say you go through those motions, right? And you're like, did I call? Like, did I, am I on the callback list? Or even you might be like, did I call them? Like I have short-term memory loss. So just sometimes waiting just for three hours, you're like, am I just waiting? And like, am I not on the call? So If that ever happens, all you need to do is go through the motions of calling again. What happens is is you're going to call United, Delta, American Airlines, whatever, Air France. And if you're, 
if you have already called again, right, and if you're in the callback, they're going to say something along the lines of, oh, it looks like we recognize your number. You're already in the line. You have about 30 minutes until it's your turn. And then you hang up. So doing that is actually really helpful because they'll tell you, not only are you in the callback line, but they'll give you like a time frame. So that will help you plan a little bit better. So say it's like, you don't know if they're going to call like three hours ago. I mean, anything could have happened. They could have extended it or it could have been longer than 30 minutes or the three hours that they said you would wait. So as I mentioned earlier, the original video was over 40 minutes long. I felt that that was too long to post because again, I don't think I'd be able to listen to myself for 40 minutes straight. So I mean, anyways, I recorded it and I think there was an issue with the recording and it only recorded five minutes. So the other 30, whatever, nine minutes was just wasted. I was just talking to myself for no reason. So yes, we're going to make a part two. Next episode's going to come. That's going to be lessons six to 10. But I hope that the first five lessons were super useful and my stories shared some insight on how the business works and what to do in a situation where you have to cancel a flight and all these things. Um, To reiterate, sometimes canceling a flight is inevitable and it's impossible to predict. I mean, no one would have predicted coronavirus, its first variant, and even the waves in the different variants. It's something that it's really out of your control. So you really can't be hard on yourself for canceling a flight. If you're like me and you keep trying to book flights and they don't work out, I'm telling you, it's going to work out eventually. Like, I promise you. Take it from me. This is the fourth trip that I have canceled. And there's, like, I mean, life goes on, right? We can't give up, you know? I did also want to emphasize that these are first world problems. So, I mean, the first wave, you know, like when I had to cancel the trip, with fleeing the country was like a little bit different because it was like I actually thought like the borders were going to close and I was going to be like stuck in Spain but the other three trips I was like okay like I'm not you know seriously ill I'm not in a hospital bed I'm I'm not fearing my life so there's a lot of things that like you have to really like decompress Remember that you're allowed to feel the way that you feel. Like if you're genuinely upset, you're frustrated, like you're allowed to have those emotions. But you also have to remember that there's a world conflict going on right now. Like it just wouldn't make sense for me to go to Sweden and Finland. Like it just wouldn't. And I would feel horrible. I would feel negligent. I would feel naive. I would feel ignorant if I went. So remembering that you need to humble yourself a little bit because yes, you have this, the chance to keep going on these trips and yeah, this is my fourth trip canceled, but first world problems, you know what I mean? So just take that with a grain of salt and just know that you have a lifetime of traveling and just keeping that just book it mentality is gonna keep you going. I mean, after I canceled the trip, I definitely felt a, like some type of way. I felt a little upset and, you know, like, unmotivated but it's like you can't let that get to you because you know what things are going to happen all the time I mean conflicts could have happened in another location and I would have been like hey I'm lucky I didn't book it there but someone else booked a trip there you know what I mean so um that's going to end the first part of this episode as always if you have any future podcast ideas let a girl know I have a bunch already So we have a list going and I'd love to continue that list and talk about content that you're interested in. 
If you like what you heard, there's so much more where that came from. Check out the other podcast episodes to learn more. Check out the introduction if you're new here. Welcome. And yeah, if you also were curious about my other content, check out my blog and Instagram at the Brooklyn Night Abroad and thebrooklynightabroad.com where I'm constantly updating you guys with fun and exciting New York City adventures and global adventures as well. As always, even when things seem as though they're not working out, we can't let it stop us, okay? Life is too short to not experience life to the fullest. So with that said, just book it. (laughs) Bye, everybody. See you next episode.